0: Hello, and welcome to the commentary for Lesson 360. This is Isaiah chapter 9. We also touch um, the first five verses of chapter 10, which I didn't realize before. Um, But, you know, I just want to reiterate as I'm going through this podcast, going through scripture, especially in Isaiah, I just feel so inadequate sometimes. Um, I mean, this is the most prominent major prophet in the Old Testament. And this particular prophecy is about Jesus. So just be patient with me. I I know I'm completely unqualified to do this, but I'm just going to try to formulate an understanding and relay it to you as best I can. Um, But anyway, so, you know, this passage makes me think it's really about trials. And when we come to trials and times of uncertainty in our lives, Sometimes it's really easy for us to get discouraged and wonder, you know, is this ever going to end? And maybe sometimes we can get bombarded over and over and over again. We just long for that place of joy and peace that we used to have. And we just want a little calm in our storm, right? Well, I think that that's where the Israelites are at this point. And if you've ever been through a storm like that, most of us have. If you haven't, you're probably going to. I mean, having faith and believing in God does not guarantee us, yes, he, he wants to bless us, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a nice, comfortable, easy walk. In fact, it's it's going to be hard. We are going to have times of trouble. Um, But we can take hope and comfort from God, and I believe that's the whole point of this passage and what we can take from it. So, like I said, the Israelites here, they're being warned of God's wrath. But first, it's like the second part is God's wrath. And this is what's going to happen. But first, before that, people, I want you to know that there is hope in the Messiah. Yes, you are going to be punished. But first, I want you to know this. God always gives a warning to his people. He will punish them. But here God offers a profound message of hope for restoration through a great light, Jesus, who is to come. I want to quote my study Bible real quick because I love what it said here. It says, but we can take comfort in this certainty. Although the Lord may not always spare us from troubles, he will lead us safely through them if we follow him wholeheartedly. So in Isaiah 9 It says, nevertheless, the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled. But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The glory that it speaks of is Jesus. Jesus will fill this area specifically with glory. Because that's where he will walk. It says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And then it says, basically, um, you know, even though you're going through this hard times, here's prophecy of a better time that's in the future. It seems bleak now. It seems like there's no hope. But I'm telling you, verse 3, you will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice at the harvest. Their warriors will be dividing plunder. They will break the yoke of their slavery. So it's going to get better. And then verse 6 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. So, yes, you will be punished, Israelites. But you have something to look forward to, and there is hope in the Messiah to come. Now let's look at the descriptions of this great light that is to come. These are the names for Messiah that are given. Wonderful Counselor. He is exceptional, distinguished, and without peer. The one who gives the right advice. Yes, he is the Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. He is, in fact, God himself. Everlasting Father. He is timeless. He is God, our Father. That's hard for us to comprehend. It's the Trinity, Godhead 3 in 1, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He is the Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. His government is one of justice and peace. Now, what... What's cool is let's move forward to the New Testament. This is when Jesus' ministry is just beginning. And in Matthew 4, verses 12 through 17, this is what Matthew writes. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth and left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. Their coming to this place were... What was prophesied back in Isaiah, he's familiar with that scripture. He has God's holy word, he has studied it, and he remembers this is what God told us about. Now it's happening. He's given us a description of the Messiah verse 15 in Matthew 4 In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali beside the sea beyond the Jordan river in Galilee where so many gentiles live the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light and for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow a light has shined For then on from then on Jesus began to preach repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near Again we see that God is described as a great light and we see we've seen that several times through Old Testament and remember in the tabernacle there is a table with a lamp and that light symbolizes Christ everything in the tabernacle remember was very symbolic and uh I love that um So that's pretty cool. So I guess the takeaway really is that when we face trials in this life, we can be sure that there is always hope. Hope of the peace that passes understanding, hope of eternal life with God, where there's no sorrow, no pain, no worry, no misunderstandings, no hurt feelings. There's none of that. There's just peace and joy and love. And we have that hope because God, in all his mercy, though he may allow us to go through trials, he sent his son to pay the ultimate price for our sins. And through him, we are justified before our loving father. You know, with everything that's going on right now in the Carolinas, this passage (laughs) rings pretty true here. We're preparing for Hurricane Florence. And I've been busy getting water, and we don't have a generator, um, but we've got water and a very good stock of food, and we are as ready as we can be. And at the last minute, thankfully, that storm turned. It looked like it was headed straight at us, Category 4. Um, it's going to hit the the coastline with a vengeance. They are calling for 18-foot storm surges so those houses on the coastline will be destroyed Um, further inland we're we're about two hours inland from the beach so we're safer but it will still be a category one by the time it gets here now recently i don't know it's still a little early to determine the exact path of this storm but they are thinking that it might actually track southwest of us which will help us out from taking, like, we will, we shouldn't have as many problems, but we do still fully expect to be without power and to have fallen trees because of all the rain that will come. The ground will be so soaked that the roots will loosen and they will um, topple. The trees will just fall, roots and all. And so we've seen it several times here. Um, People that were here in this area for Hurricane Fran Um, Several years ago, they still remember the horrors and and, uh, the devastation. Some said that they were not able to get out of the area for two weeks. They were without power for two weeks. And that is, that's a trial. (laughs) And you know what? Sometimes God allows us to go through trials. But we do have hope. And though he allows this, we still stand in awe of him. So, regardless of where this storm tracks and where it ultimately falls, the effects of this storm will be a life change for people. This is going to do some serious damage. And so, will you all please say a prayer for God's people and really just pray that regardless of where the storm tracks, if the storm turns and spares one area, well, it's just going to another area. People are going to be affected by this storm. But what I hope we will pray for is that God's glory will shine through this trial and God's people become the hands and feet of Jesus and they pitch in to help those whose lives will be changed forever. And that is a testimony, right? We had some trees. Our house is surrounded by trees, tall pine trees. We have been worried that these trees will topple. There's a couple that were leaning toward the house and they made us particularly nervous. So we hired a contractor to come out and cut those trees down. And they price price gouged us. And they charged us more than a fair price because they knew we were desperate. And out of our fear and trying to be prepared, we did it. Um, So there are people that take advantage in a situation, but God's people will not do that. God's people, they don't take advantage. They don't loot someone's home. They're the ones going around helping people that are in trouble. And that is our testimony. Those of us that are outside the storm track, we really need to pay attention and find out where the devastation is and find a way to serve those around you um as best you can. So that's really it for today. This is this could be my last post for a while because we will we could be dealing with storm recovery and power outages for quite some time. I'm not sure. Um but I just wanted to tell you what was going on and I love how this passage is perfect for the time. Aren't you amazed at how that is the case so often when we read God's word how Yes, it does apply to our lives today. It is relevant. Scripture, in fact, is relevant. (laughs) So anyways, that's it. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a great day. I will talk to you soon.